Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. All right, everybody. I'm here with, with Carmen Del Mastro. I just, yeah, I just crushed that shit. Carmen, <laughs> Dude, you got that. it that time. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're starting from the beginning then. You're from Philly originally? Yes, sir. South Philly. Born and raised. Left it when I was, uh, what was it? 31. No, 33. Yeah. So, so two years ago, we you went to Chicago. So how are you liking, and everybody, just so you know, um, we're going to talk a lot of sports performance work here. Carmen's a, a sports uh, performance specialist. Check out Bracey Performance. All that good stuff is be linked in the bottom. Um, we're going to get there, but I'm being selfish. I want to get to know him because, dude, you seem like a cool motherfucker. Shit. This is, fucking, <laughs> this is nice. And just so we know, everybody, that you guys listen to this Thursday. It's 420. The great, <laughs> great Scott is feeling pretty good. Okay. Just the way this is going today. How has it been like comparing East Coast to, to the Midwest? And like, are you are you thinking about, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming your clientele is all going to be Chicago, so it's hard to move. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so a little bit of background and then I'll kind of circle back to the Chicago thing. Um, so I've been a trainer now, I think for nine years, actually. Um, tried to do the professional sports thing for a while. Um, just didn't have any luck with injuries. My body just didn't really hold up and, you know, perfect thing you know the mindset side of things you know wasn't really there for me so when one was working for me the other was kind of at yeah. fault so when my mind was in it the body wasn't and then vice versa so at 26 I kind of just you know backpedaled and had to come up with an, uh, an alternative plan and I think it was I always tell the story like my brother was kind of just messing around with me it's like dude you've been in the gym since you were six just uh go be a trainer and you know you you look to your siblings for advice sure. for this that and the other things and i was like okay so i just went to like the local gym around the corner from my house in philly and you know they told me what to do to get my uh certifications because i have a journalism major and so uh got my cpt and then you know the rest has kind of been history for me for right now nice now now what sport were you what was the the highest level for you in uh, was uh, baseball baseball uh, i played baseball and then i played division one baseball Tried to do the pro thing for a minute, but you know, like I said, my body just didn't hold up. It was just always hurt. I was always hurt in college too. I think there's a time when I maybe spent like two years in and out of a walking boot, you know, take it off to play, play the games, put it back on after the games. It's like, it's fun fact, like on my right foot, I have like barely any feeling in the, my uh, three middle toes. So that's fun. So you were having, was it nerve problems? Did you break the ankle? So I actually broke my ankle. I fouled the ball off my ankle. And, you know, I never got it fixed. I just remember I fouled the ball off my ankle. Next pitch, I, you know, didn't feel too good stepping. So, you know, I take a pitch. Next pitch, I hit a triple. So I get the third and the thing's like spinning a little bit. (laughs) So walking boot, cortisone shots, this, that, and the other thing. And then lo and behold, then it went kind of went down to the foot. Ended up with a Jones fracture. And, you know, if you know anything about the foot, that's never a, an ideal break. You know, it's just that's separated. That, break, yeah, bro. it's not so, a good break. Dude, my little cousin. So we're all big sports people in my family. I signed my letter of intent to UCF for football. I was like 260. I was, I was, I was like not eating right, but I, I was pretty clean. I blew out my ACL, MCL, meniscus bad. And oh, I kind of, this is why I started part of the podcast was like just getting this mindset back because I quit. Now my little cousin has the same fracture you have in your foot. And he's, uh, he signed his letter to Seton Hall. He's a freshman in baseball. And what happened was with COVID, all the, the seniors got um, basically you had the option to stay and they all stayed. So now he has to redshirt another year, which I think will end up being good. But like dealing with an injury, especially at, at that age, it's um, it kind of makes you a brace. You. It could put you on a whole nother path or make you 
you know, stay, you know, be, be scared or, or something for me. That was, that was the issue now. And uh, I'm assuming that has part to do with why you, you kind of want to give it back a little bit to people in, in this performance world. Cause I see people all the time that don't really know what they're doing. In, in, oh, absolutely. In and with Instagram, it's so like watered down with exercises that don't need to really be done. You know, people are just too worried about views and likes and it's kind of setting a bad precedent for our industry. Um, you know, and that is why I kind of got into the field so mm, that you know, athletes or younger kids didn't make the same mistakes that I made as, you know, I was coming up because it was just very much like, and it still is to a certain extent, like the bigger, stronger, faster aspect of things. But back then it's like, okay, I remember strength coaches in college telling me, you know, you can't play on this baseball team if you don't deadlift this amount. You can't back squat this amount. You can't bench press this much amount. You can't hang clean this much amount. I'm just like, what's this have to do with me hitting a baseball? Nothing. And I was like, you know, I'm not a big guy, but I got up to like 170. And for me, it's a lot of weight. You know, I was 130 coming out of of high school. So I put on so much weight and I was like super rounded out and I was just like, didn't feel good at all. So, you know, and that's still kind of prevalent in colleges today, that same mentality. And it kind of blows my mind that a lot of strength coaches still have that mentality. Bro, it's, it's, it's crazy. And uh, I had a, I don't know if you know who Michael Boyle is. I had him on the him on the show. He's I do a, know who Michael Boyle okay, is. Okay, Michael Boyle is actually the, who I landed it with my first like actual gig under those guys. So I actually did work with those guys oh, for a okay, while. Oh, because they're East Coast too. Yeah, but both, yeah. Shout out to Michael Boyle. He he blew <laughs> my brain with um because I would say I never by the time I got into fitness I I didn't give a shit about performance right. But it's like yeah. the stuff you guys work on it just makes sense as far as like living your life because like I'm getting bigger I'm looking better but you feel like a little bit heavier. And then like Mike's point was like, when are you going to need to like do a leg extension in your life? Like, when are you going to need to exactly like all this, th- these little things. So, okay. So we'll start off from deadlifting, right? Cause this is something and everybody, you know, I do a lot of diligence on you guys. When I reach out to you guys on Instagram, I'm like, your, your, your shit is real. Cause I, everybody just check out Carmen's Instagram. Cause it's, <laughs> it's, it's legit. Instead of Appreciate doing it, a, of course, man, of course doing like a deadlift, you're doing a double jerk RDL <laughs> Thing. I'm like with the with the pulley. I'm like, what is this guy up to? So okay, we're hitting deadlift first. So what do you think deadlifting for just give me it in an everyday basis? And is that something anybody should be doing? Because for me, every day I, oh, do- I don't have a yeah, I don't have a problem with deadlifts. I mean, okay, I, I okay. feel like there's definitely ways we can go about it. I'm a big uh proponent, I have a big proponent of the trap bar deadlift as opposed to you know your regular barbell deadlift. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it puts, you know, especially if you get a lot of gen pop people that want to deadlift, want to move a lot of weight, by all means, use a trap bar, you know, save your back a little bit. Um, barbell, cool, you know, for the traditional style, if you still want to use a tra- uh, barbell, by all means, go for it. I have no problem with deadlifts as long as you do it in a safe manner. And take your shoes off, barefoot, de- right? use, go barefoot. And just don't, listen, and I, I don't <laughs> know, maybe the high performance guys are doing four or five plates. Like we're in the gym, anybody who's in the gym with me, guys, you don't got to be doing five or six plates. And we'll, me and the boys, we're trying to push, but it's more... I've learned about that mind muscle connection, like really just hitting hitting the spots, and like when you're putting the the hundred percent every rep, like there's no need to 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 use crazy amounts of weight at least. You know? For sure, but, man. Yeah, quality movement, man. It takes precedent over a lot of things. So now in your space, because you guys are doing more more explosive movements, more you know, just just I would say more functional work as well. Um, how how do you kind of trained somebody like what are the what are the a the common mistakes from somebody coming from let's say classic you know lifting that new beginner stuff to, to what you do and then let's just start there 
let's start there. I got I got tons of questions for you, comments. Yeah, and like uh, so so naturally, you know, so my background, like I said, is a lot from that MBSC style, Mike Boyle style. Mm -hmm. So having that foundation, that's kind of what I preach a lot of with my people. So if you come in the door and work with me from day one, that's what we're going over. You know, you know your movement patterns, what I'm seeing, how you're moving from the ground up. Naturally, again, we'll go back to where my injuries were. So I do a lot of work with the foot and ankle to see what's happening. You know, I'm getting you out of your shoes to kind of see what the foot's what's happening with the foot because the ground, you know, is giving us information to the foot and sending us signals to the rest of the body, you know, that you probably wouldn't get in the shoes. So we can see what's actually going on. It almost has like a, a key holder for the rest of the body. So that's kind of where I start from the bottom up. Um, it's even in my uh, bio on my Instagram from the ground up, baby. <laughs> no, I like so, that. You no, know, and it makes yeah. sense because if you get one little injury in the ankle, then all of a sudden the knee gets tweaked, the hip gets tweaked. Yeah. Um, for me, I had that left knee issue, and, and like I feel like now anything I'm doing, my left is always compromised a little bit. But now, if if you're trying to build more of an aesthetic look, right? Instead of doing cl- clearly focusing on that sports performance, is the I would assume the principles remain the same thing. Just you know. Just, I guess, for you have to lift up more weight if you want to get a little bigger. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah you got to you got to add some overload in there at a at a certain amount of time. You know, you'll see a lot of bodybuilding guys. They'll go to uh, some lighter weight and like just a ton of reps, you know, to get the pump. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, you really need to overload a lot of the movements, and it all depends on what you're trying to work on for that specific day. You know, you know, the program is the most important part of everything, and a lot of people go away from that and they wonder why you're not seeing results. Well, that's because you probably have a shitty program. You're not you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Well, and, and even let's say we're going to get to the program, but like who's following? I, I mean, I, I would be one. I would hope to be one of those people that follow that 90, 95 percent of the program. But is it hard to get your client to like accountability, holding yourself? You know, are you do are you with them the whole time doing doing everything you got to do? You know, the in the, the people that see me in the gym, fantastic people, okay. you know, they they are accountable. They come in everything, you know, that I need them to do. They take care of it. It's the online stuff that is like kind of swayed the market and like kind of, you know, more of a, uh, I'm not a huge online trainer, you know, like having programs set up because I want to be there. You know, I want to be able to see what's going on. I want to, you know, actually see what you need because I like to kind of bridge the gap for my athletes. So I'll get a lot of athletes that want to work with me online. So, and that's one thing that I, you know, hold myself accountable for is when I have an athlete or one or two different athletes, what can I do for this athlete that this one doesn't need? And how can I kind of bridge that gap? That's why you see some of the exercises I post about or what I put up. Chances are I've done that with Mm -hmm. someone who I'm working with. I didn't do it just for the sake of doing it. You know, there's a reason and there's a principle behind everything that I do. So that's kind of where, you know, the accountability thing is a little bit different. So I'm not a huge, big online program guy. I'd much rather have a like, 10, 15 people or athletes in house with me instead. And I, I really think that's the only way to do the business room, but you know, scaling and doing yeah. people versus doing online. There's only so many people you could do it for online. sure. Like, bro, I, I went through, I, I, I watch all motherfuckers. I was like, yo, Carmen knows <laughs> shit. But like, how do you, how do you suggest somebody who's listening? I doubt they know all the data, you know, or even, you know, what I know at this point, how does somebody figure out like, who do I trust in this space? Because this is the problem on the, on, the, on that discovery page. You know, you find a sexy girl or a nice, you know, a dude <laughs> he's doing. You're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit every every hot check. But like, you tell me, how how do we figure this one out? 
That's a great question. Like I said, it, it all comes down to, you know, actually like, okay. And I'll, I'll re go back to kind of what the stigma is that a lot of people think because you have a big following, you're automatically an asshole, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, and I'll talk, I don't like to talk about myself, but I will. Uh, a lot of people, when they first generally meet me, they come into the facility, they think I'm an asshole just because of the fact that you have a big following <laughs> or like, you know, you're overworking with someone and you don't come over and say hi or this, that, and the other thing, you know, that's not the case. You know, I feel like I'm a very down to earth person. I like to laugh, I like to joke, I like to have a good time, you know? And if somebody isn't going to actually get to know you or actually make the program about you, you know, that's something that has to be done within like the first 10 to 15 minutes of meeting someone like a trainer or whatnot. So even if you're trying to get someone to program for you online, this, that, and the other thing, if they're not trying to make it about you or make it about, you know, your goals and it's all about them, I feel like that's really a red flag right off the bat. Mm, absolutely, dude. And I saw yeah. you have these different, there's different um, programs that you're having. You're doing that. The first one's perform, the second one's plyo. How do yeah. those split up and, and like, if, if somebody's just trying to understand, because even for myself, I, I like I want to feel a little bit more mobile. Where do you suggest that they start and where to look? Because I've done a little ply, I've done a little, you know, a little bit of um, you know, a little bit of even performance training. But how do you suggest somebody kind of goes about that process of just introducing themselves? What's the safest, best way? Yeah, I always tell everyone to start with that first one I have on there. It's real foundational base. You know, there's a little bit of you know plyo work, nothing too crazy. You know, your basic, maybe some vertical training in there, some lateral movements, trying to just prep the body and get you, you know, kind of going in the right direction to kind of go into that second, you know, performance phase and that third phase that I have on there. Mm -hmm. And even then, you know, you're still, you know, even, you know, looking at them, just like, does this person, you know, they're going to tell me they, they're skilled, but do I really know what they're capable of doing? You know? So even then I'm just like almost second guessing myself with the online stuff. And that goes back to me not loving online training because, okay, you go and you get hurt. And then I feel accountable for you getting hurt because you told me you were capable of doing this. And then you go do something that yeah. I programmed for you. And now that's what happens. See, dude, but that means you're going to be responsible for the injuries exactly. of, of <laughs> exactly. a thousand people, bro. It's like everybody who you're making money from, you're going to end up. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it doesn't matter because they did your program and they told you they're capable of doing X, Y, and Z. So you program it for them, trusting them. You know, that's why I'd much rather do the in-house stuff than the online thing. And, and what I'm learning is like people, the, the workout is like a part is, I always just think the, the workout, like the, the, the doing the work work was like, 50 60 percent of it now i'm realizing it's like, you know i'm stretching for 30 minutes before i'm getting myself yeah. warmed up I'm, I'm i'm stretching after i'm doing yoga i'm doing all these little mobility stuff it's like the doing the fun doing the the fun explosive exercises is part of it but it's, it's not the diet it's not the it's not the the sitting there trying to to, to rip through it like is, is is that a hard thing to to get like a month from from a mindset perspective like get your clients like into that groove of like listen be a hundred percent all around be, be connected and, and dedicated the entire time. I have gone out of my way to make my warmups extra long for the online stuff, literally like <laughs> extra long. So like, there's no excuses that you can possibly have. What's up time. <laughs> so, you gotta guess. So bro. Yeah. Right. Say hi time. <laughs> so I've literally gone literally out of my way to uh, make, so, make sure that they stay within what they're supposed to be doing. So if that happens, then there's no excuses on my end, you know, so mm -hmm. it's set up that there's no injuries for you. So if something happens where, you know, it's a foot or the ankle, 
I'm like, maybe you didn't do something that I programmed for you. So I try my best, whether they do it or not, you know, <laughs> that's out of my hands at that point. Yeah. And I think I'm sure the person knows like deep down, they may just be blaming you because you're the, that's easy to blame the trainer. It's always easy to blame exactly. the trainer, but you know, it's, it's all the ownership piece. Now, now this mindset that you mentioned earlier, when you had the body before the injuries, you, you didn't quite have the mindset. Uh, what was that mindset? We'll start with that one. Cause you know, mindset is my shit. Absolutely, brother. So like, you know, I went through a, a rough phase when, you know, school and baseball was kind of over, you know, you, you don't really know what the next steps are. Um, and even when I was hurt trying to figure out getting back into baseball was kind of hard for me because, you know, like I said, my body was there, but I didn't, I didn't know if I could still do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go on the field and then you go around guys who are like, had been playing, not sitting for like, I had to take like almost a year and a half, two years off to get back to where I needed to be. So, you know, and baseball is not like a sport where, you know, your cousin can come around the corner and throw 90 miles an hour and you can just pick that shit up. Right. So the one thing that is most important is your eyesight. You know, you're not going to be able to pick that up or like you're not going to have guys that are capable of, you know, throwing the way you need them to throw or like doing like the game speed is very different and a lot a lot of people understand that they just think like baseball guys are super a lot of us are just super out of shape non-athletes but the game moves at a really fast level you know from high school to division one into pro ball and a lot of people just do not understand that and that was like the hardest thing for me um yeah i'm athletic and yeah i can hold my own but at a certain point i need to be comfortable with my body and with what i'm doing out there so I can get away with certain things, but at the same time, if I'm not confident and that's kind of what carried me through to get me to the level that I was able to get through, you know, I'm not the most, you know, I wouldn't say at, at baseball, I, I kind of think I always picked the wrong sport in my opinion for my skill set. Um, probably should have done like maybe soccer or football, but you know, I was able to get through again because I was, you know, always willing to outwork people. So I always feel like I was able to do a lot of things really well that a lot of people were didn't want to do. So like doing all the small things, being able to put the work in, stay later, wanting to learn more, that kind of just drove me into the positions I was able to get to with my athletic career. And then once that was gone, I was just like, shit, what do I do? And losing that was kind of the hardest part for me. You lose the identity, right? Yeah, I didn't know. Exactly. I didn't know who I was at that point. You know, you, you lose that comfort zone. Like when you're in college, you know, you have your boys, you got your comfortability of your people around you, you know, you're kind of close to home. And, you know, I kind of lost that for a while. And I think that was the hardest thing for me to deal with. You know, you get sent to like East Bumblefuck, Wyoming, and you're just like, where the hell am I? You know, you're not really, you, you go out of town and you live in different places, but when it hits, you know, you're not making any money. You're riding bus, a bus here to this town, to that town. You're like, shit. What am I doing with my life? It's hard. It gets hard. Dude, none of this stuff's easy, right? And even like, you know, people look at it now and they see, you know, even, you know, people look at the Instagram. Oh, he's successful. He's a lot of clients, X, Y, Z. Like how that's the end product, right? Yeah. Like you deciding, did you say actively like these are the things I just want to be in the space. I'm going to take the opportunities. I'm going to maximize these. I'm going to take shots. I'm going to be like part of my podcast, I try to figure out the reason what made you want to be who you are meant to be. And if you're living in that life, right? It seems like you are, do you feel that way? And was this, how difficult was this getting through that process of, of becoming now this Carmen? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still going through it, man. I, I'd be lying to you if I said mm-hmm. I was where I want to be, because I don't, 
think I'm ever going to be where I want to be professionally because I just keep wanting to evolve and get to the next thing constantly. You know, that's just who I am. And that was who I, who I was as an athlete. Um, I just have goals set out for myself. And, you know, even before we popped on, I said, yeah, I want to maybe play in golf tournaments at some point. Do I think I would win them? No, maybe. I don't know. You know, but why not? You know, I'm not going to live in this state of fear and like not wanting to do something. You know, I want to start to like, I'm like gotten big into like kind of manifesting things yeah. recently and just like putting it out into the universe. I don't know if it sounds corny or whatever, but you know, I'm just dude, things have been are, happening. You are not, yeah. you are not in the, <laughs> in the wrong place for that shit. Cause what, what happens is um, everybody has like different ways of, of like saying it to themselves. Like people say, I'm going to ask the universe for it. But what you're doing is, is accepting that that's a possibility and by accepting that, like you're the type yeah. of guy, like you, like you would play your golf tournament. I know what you do. You lose and you get so fucking aggravated and then you go to work <laughs> and then you fucking do it. Cause you're like me, you're yeah. a psychopath. Like we were playing, <laughs> me and my cousins have been doing Warzone for like a year and I was <laughs> out of time. And now I just started, I was like, I'm going to, focus i'll watch these strategy videos bitch i will be doing doing this goddamn thing no but that's the truth it's like and that manifesting are you doing like a meditation or are you doing like a are you chilling in the morning how does that look for you you know i just i've been finding some of these motivational videos you know whether it's like the rock or will smith or like denzel washington just finding these random videos and just having them you know kind of just play in the morning when i wake up and it's helped me through like and again, it just sounds like so random, but like Dude, it's helped I, me so much, bro. It really bro, has. There's, I, I like, do. I think starting off your day, it's like, um, I'm not, see, I'm not smart enough to like know the science of these things. I just know how it kind of works, but like what you're doing is priming your brain. And if you're filling the juice with inspiration, it's easier for like the rest of the day. Like I bet you your days are much easier right after you listen to like two hours of those in the gym or you rip through it. Oh yeah. It's, it's like the snowball. Like you primed your day to be this way. And when you're thinking that way, like I'm the shit, like I listen to a lot of David Goggins, David Goggins is, yeah. is a bad, bad dude. And like, I, I would say it's, it's all, they all say the, 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 the same things, but it gives you juice to like maneuver through your day. But like manifesting is something I do every, I'll do meditation for like an hour and a half a day. But part of that is just visualizing what you're doing because the, the studies have shown like when people visualize things, even if, if you're not lifting in the gym, you're still growing muscle. If you're just by visualizing as part of this process. And this is something I don't think people call it manifesting, right? Jordan called it, I want to fucking murder somebody. And, and oh, yeah. LeBron calls it sports performance. And every, but everybody has these. You have to keep visualizing what you're doing. Even like me going through my comedy sets, I try to visualize what I'm doing because I'm going to go perform May 8th for 700 people for the first time. I'm like, bro, I can't do this shit. Like, bro, I can't. I'm, I can only, I'm you only got it, brother. I don't want. Of course. Now, <laughs> you got that now, shit, I'm, bro. Now I'm feeling good today. I'm on my, I'm on my juice. But <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be fine. But now is that is that something, this mindset now that's been – I'm sure it gets, I, I feel like in this space you're in, it's like um, a hole that you dig that is, it's easier and easier for you to kind of get, oh, he's getting eaten by a fucking cat right now. Is, that, <laughs> that mindset, is it easy to change it from Carmen, the sports performance specialist over to other pieces of life? Because that's what I feel like is the easiest thing for me is to take this blueprint of how I feel and what I do on a well level of my day job, working with these, like when, when I work with Bourbon Billionaires, I'm like, bitch, I'm going to help. Like you, you need me. That's, yeah. but I need to turn that on when I'm in the gym. I need to turn that on when I'm, how, is that something you've seen sim similarities to like this person who's being successful? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. You mentioned the, uh, the Michael Jordan thing, because I feel like that was my, uh, my mindset, not comparing myself to Michael Jordan, but that mindset for such a long time. And like going back to, you know, being this skinny kid in Philly mm -hmm. and like just being this hard worker and people telling me no. And it was just like, okay, motherfucker. I can't do this. I'm just going to hold that in the back of my head and we're going to do this. And then 
this is going to spiral into this and you're going to tell me I can't do that. So I'm going to take this. And, you know, it's almost like that snowball effect. So I always kind of compared it to, and then once I heard the, uh, the Avengers movie, when, uh, when uh, they asked the incredible Hulk, what's your secret? He's like, I'm always angry. I was angry. He's like, that's my thing. It's like, it's not that he's like, it's a bad thing, but that just gets him to who he needs to be. You know? So I kind of just like that Michael Jordan mentality and then that incredible Hulk. And I feel like that was kind of who I am. And I'm a big, to fan so like that to swag growing oh, up oh man my guy. so you must have been a fucking you were just the biggest <laughs> asshole on the field like i was the, i was like the i was the crazy white kid playing football They'd be like yo this kid has lost his mind like i would be in your face like bitch i'm gonna smack blah 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 like that's i try so- to tell people i train like athletes i train now like you don't understand i was a lunatic like i would literally run through you like baseball is not a contact sport but if i'm running into second base i'm going to take you out I like i'm that, coming though. for you yeah like i'm not playing around I, but I think the the good part of it, like, see me when I dabble in this anger, this revenge, this this uh, like, it, it, I feel like it's gonna burn me out eventually because I I'm coming out of divorce, you know, this and that. It's like stuff. I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna I'm fuck, I'm gonna show everybody. But yeah. but the pieces that stay are like removing what everybody thinks of you. I think that's like the biggest fear. That's For like sure. was, that's still mine. That being judged, you know, judged. Fucking a podcast with this or that. It's like yo, like I'm just trying to. We're trying to see the goal here and then the, I feel like the only way to get where you want to be is by a having a goal and then going after that fearlessly like, and being who you're meant to be like truly putting that into existence like creating like bro there's no job you couldn't take school and what do you do it's like that's the that's the funnest thing like you could tell you mat you literally manifest this like, you created the yeah. whole thing. pretty cool yeah it is and that's the thing too like you can say you're going to do something but at the end of the day you need to fucking go out and do it Right. You need to do it. You really need to do it. <laughs> and that's the thing that people don't understand at a certain point. It's just like, you got to keep working. It doesn't stop. Just because you get to a certain point doesn't mean you stop. Okay, you're here now. Now keep pushing through it. Now that action, because I feel like this action is easy for everybody. Even I'll, I'll include myself. It's easy to like rock and roll for six months on something. It's easy to rip through it for a year and you just keep seeing it. Everybody's like, good job. But now you're, you're a year in. I'm sure you were there. What kept you going? Was it that kind of that Hulk style? Because I go, you know, is that is that what this is, was that it? Yeah, I mean, mm. what, are you are you talking about more like work for the fitness not, stuff, or I would say, you know, I would say more work stuff, more more getting the, you know, I feel like you have that juice for that first half year to a yeah. year, and you're inspired almost, and then it's yeah, like it just it, goes away. Now, kind of, I mean, we can kind of get into like the Chicago thing because I kind of lost yeah. touch a little bit with it here, you know, being in a couple you know, bad work relationship and then, you know, another relationship that were just full of toxicness, you know, trying to get past that. And it's just like, man, what am I doing with myself? I almost like had to sit back and just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I had that conversation with myself and it's like, you would be the dumbest person possible to ever just like walk away from what you built. And I, I literally, there were days when I just didn't want to do it anymore. And then, you know, lo and behold, I found a new place to work at here in Chicago, Gracie Performance. Literally, you know, it all happens for a reason. Um, Kyle and Aaron, the people that run the facility, the nicest people I've ever met in my life, they take care of me like I'm a son. And I, you know, forever, you know, grateful for them taking me in and doing what they've done for me. You know, that kind of just swayed me into a, you know, better mindset. And then having other people around me to kind of keep pushing me and getting me to where I needed to be. Um, you know, it helps, you know, I was always one person to think that to have that mentality of, you know, okay, I can do all this on my own, like the Hulk and Jordan shit. It only gets you so far. Like you said, sitting in that revenge type mentality, you'll get burnt out. 
of that real quick. It, it helps for a little bit, but you need to get out of it. You know, you need to start doing stuff for yourself and, you know, surrounding yourself with better people. It helps a lot. And it kind of just all started falling into place. And, you know, some days I wake up and I'm, I'm look around and you know, I'm like, I get to work with this person today. I worked with this person today. And I'm just like, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, bro. It's just, it's, and this is the, um, cause I, I take, I try to take notes from like the billionaires I work with, like what, what they feel. And there's a couple of things is they're always flexible with their mindset, which it sounds like you were open to, you know, changing up the, the, maybe the, you know, who your owners were, this and that you, you moved to like, I'm not leaving Brooklyn, bro. So I'm not, maybe Hawaii yeah. so spot I'm going to. <laughs> but then the other piece that, that that's interesting is, is this just the, a you, you kind of have this feeling that, you know, it's going to work out. And that, that's that, that's that whatever people call it. That's that manifesting. That's that just being positive. Like people say I'm too positive. I'm like, cause I'm people say I'm lucky all the time. I'm like, is it really lucky by this point? I've been 15 exactly, years. Lucky. Right. <laughs> I hit Tesla and Dogecoin bitch. Like I, I know what I'm doing. By, <laughs> I know what I'm doing by this point, you know? Uh, no, nah, man, that's, that, that's freaking that, that, that's amazing. Now, now, as far as the, the, the biggest thing that, that you think could, that, that's kind of changed your perspective as far as the mindset went, was it, something happened to you or was it you having a realization and what was that realization about? Um, you know, like I said, there was a bunch of like toxic things in just my life, you know? Yeah. Just a lot of toxic things in my life. And, you know, it was just time to, uh, get rid of a lot of it. So it was mm -hmm. just time to make a change. And like I said, just touching back on what I just talked about, it was, it was just the right time, right. Things happened for me and we're going in the right path. I would say, you know, um, it's hard to just get out of it. I feel like a lot of people make that mistake. It's like they feel like they can't get out of these things or they just get stuck being in the same state of mind because they're comfortable. You know, change is, it's scary. People don't want to move on from, you know, certain things. And a lot of people need to, you know, to kind of see what they're capable of doing. So, you know, and another thing I always relate back to is just like having that back up against the wall mentality. Eventually it's going to be there. You know, the only way to go from there is forward. So one way or another, you're going to have to push out of it. You know, we're all going to get there. We're all going to reach our lowest point. And at some point, you're just going to have to move forward from it. So just another thing I like to keep reminding myself that, of. That, that, that's really well said because I feel like, you know, it, it, especially nowadays with the way the world is, the way everybody is, it's easy to feel like you're, everybody's back against the wall and you're alone and this and that. And I feel like that's why your your Instagram in particular like stuck out to me. Like you're, you're, you're truly trying to help. It's not about monetizing it's not about this it's not about that it's like somebody's just trying to help and you could tell by talking yeah. to you like oh well you got the right mindset like you're not somebody who's gonna you know it's just you, you could tell bro so just keep doing what you're doing i'm gonna fucking cut this here because this is just you got me give me a little goosebumps <laughs> here, um, where could everybody check you out and find, find your stuff tell everybody uh you guys can check me out on instagram primarily at nooch n-o-o-c-h underscore 13 um, like I say, whenever I do a podcast, I'm probably never going to change my Instagram handle because it's near and dear to my heart. It's a family nickname Nooch. that my mother That's gave good. me. Good name. So, it's a good know, name. I'm not going to get rid of that. I know a lot of people have been asking me to get rid of it with the, uh, make it more fitnessy and coachy, but that's who I am, man not get rid of it dude and that, that's that's beautiful man yeah keep being who you are and you know check check them out every all the notes will be um in the bottom carmen dude thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate your time i appreciate you being adaptable all this good stuff man absolutely brother i appreciate you thanks for having me man of course bro everybody check out carmen keep just doing what we're doing like review subscribe all that shit i think telling everybody about it carmen's probably the seems to be the biggest way to get everybody going just like we're doing something here we're all kind of raising each other's 
awareness little by little here. So um, thank you guys so much. As always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.